everybody. I'm Melissa Bonsack, and welcome to episode 69 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with the authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, July 9th, 2020. And as always, I'm dying to know what you're reading. So drop down to the show notes and click on the link that says comment. It will take you to our YouTube channel. You can tell me all about whatever book you're reading or the book that you wrote that I desperately need to read. I don't care. Let me know. Uh, let's see, a little bit of business before we get to today's show. Just quickly, you still have time to win an e-copy of Cameron Coral's book. <laughs> Started to say it wrong. Cameron Coral is the author. The book is Steel Guardians, Robots, AI, The Fight for uh, the Freedom of Mankind. It is excellent. I am desperately waiting for books two and three. If she is listening, get them out there. And I know that she is close to having the next books in the series out. And she has a lot of other books too. So there's plenty to choose from if you get done uh, reading Still Guardian and you want to read something else while you wait for the next book in her series to come out. Uh, but like I said, you can win a copy. I kind of rambled there, sorry. If you go to last week's show, uh, you will find details. If you listen to last week's show, you will find details on how to get into the drawing to one possibly one copy. So uh, I will have the link there. That was last week's show. And you have until July 15th at six o'clock Eastern uh, for me to pick a winner. So go do that. It was a really good show. She's a great lady and her book, excellent. If you love robots, if you love post-apoc, you will absolutely love her writing. I, you know, it, it, uh, I, I couldn't put it down, but I, I wanted to put it down because I didn't want the book to end but I couldn't put it down. So that only lasted a short time. And then I had a day where I just sat and read half the book in one sitting, just because I, I, I had to know what was going, what was going to happen. So um, now that I've rambled, we will get to this week's show. We are doing writing prompts this week. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Lisa and I have a special guest, Will Pepper, and he is going to write with us. And don't worry, you don't have to watch us as we write. I cut all that boring stuff out. We will roll dice. We are using a prompt book that Lisa and I wrote. Okay, if you're watching on video, I tried to show a copy of that and um, I've got a background and of course it doesn't make anything work. Uh, but we, we worked from the genre mashup from our Roller Prompt Writing Journal series. And what you do is you roll dice and you, it gives you options, and then you create your writing prompt based off of that. And each book has like 6,000 or more options, and even more if you mix things up. So uh, they were a lot of fun to write, and they're a lot of fun to play with. And uh, I will include the options that we used in the show notes, and you can do your own if you would like to play along. And But you have to use the options that we did. Um, I can't keep giving away all the all the options, uh, or you'll get all the books for free. Sorry. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. And um, the stories were so much fun to write. And as usual, I absolutely loved everything everybody wrote. Not myself so much, but what everybody else wrote. Golly, it's so hard to do a writing prompt and come up with something good. And I'm always so amazed each week. And I guess I shouldn't be anymore. Gosh, there's some great writers out there. So uh, you will have a lot of fun hearing their stories. And I will see you afterward. Okay, so we have to figure out 
what book we're going to work from today. So we have. You have the whole stack. I can't I find the whole mine stack. since I moved. <laughs> so we got genre map. Here, hang on. Let me just turn this off for a second because this is just, we can't see shit. Okay. <laughs> so we have genre mashup. And we have fantasy. And we've got mystery. And we've got romance. And we've got sci-fi. <laughs> Everything's backward and I turn everything. And horror. There we go. Yeah. And six times, and I still turn my hand the wrong way each time. Okay. So we got to pick which one we're going to use. And Lisa has a gorgeous die. Pull up your dice. <laughs> okay. Oh, so if you're, if you're yeah. watching, this dice is like the size of a fist. That's fantastic. If you're not is, watching, it's fantastic. That's the Price is Right level dice right there. Yes. Yes. It yes, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't introduce everybody. So I... I forgot to do that. Sorry. So everybody knows me and everybody, most everybody knows my, my co-author Lisa Mahoney. And we have a guest today, the other Dr. Pepper, Will Pepper. <laughs> and uh, I forget what you write again. Tell me again what you're, what you're, you're, I know you haven't published yet, but tell me what you're working on. I focus mainly on thrillers, but also some paranormal. Ah, very nice. Yeah. I love thrillers and I like paranormal. Well, I read anything. So, well, unless um, you tell me more about this process, I, I have one of the, uh, the the prompts that I think that you uh, you gave me, and I have not read through it yet because of any excuse I can make. I just I meant to look at it, have not. Uh, <laughs> tell me how this works. Okay, so what we do is we we select <clears throat> each book has thirty sets of prompts. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and each set has six uh, uh three times you roll the dice and there's six options each time so i'm going to put this back on because my hang on just a second my background my office it's is disturbing kind of messy. you <laughs> yeah my office is messy and i don't want to have to clean it so anyway so we randomly pick a, a genre and then we open randomly to one of the sort of randomly sometimes i look a little and go eh, i don't want to do that one um <clears throat> then we randomly ish open to a set and then we roll dice. And sometimes everybody gets the same thing. And they all write completely different things. And we had one day, was it, um, we had, I think there were five of us. And I think everybody wrote like cozy mysteries and they all wrote horror stories that day. It was crazy. It was something yeah. in the air. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing we need to do is pick what genre. So Will, you are a guest. So what genre would you like to work with? Oh my goodness. Okay, so we have uh, genre mashup, fantasy, mysteries, romance, sci-fi, and horror. And then a mashup, Ooh, okay. yeah. Uh, and the mashup has a little bit of all the others in it. All right, let's see what happens with mashup. Okay, yeah. that's always fun. Let me find it. It's on the very bottom, of course. Okay, so I will open randomly, and then I open to a blank page. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are, it's a journal, so you can carry it with you and work and there are blank pages inside and at the top of each page, it lists um, like uh, if it's a character scenario in a word, then you roll and you write it at the top of the page so you know what you, what you selected. 
Okay, so let's look for <clears throat> one we haven't used in this one. <laughs> A couple of these we've used, and I don't want to reuse them. Okay, limit. There's one we haven't used. Okay. Okay, I found one we haven't used. So, um, uh, who wants to roll first? I can roll for everyone if you want. Okay, this you want to go first, enough. Will? Sure. Okay, so Lisa will roll for you. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. Six. Okay, so in this one, you get a character. If they're, if you roll even or, or odd, you get a second, you get a companion possibly. So we'll start with a six. You have a romance novel writer, so write down romance novel writer. Okay. And because it was even, your main character is alone. And because they're alone, they get an object. So Lisa is going to roll again for you. Five. Five. You have an oxygen tank. <laughs> we may have used this one. I can't remember, but that's funny. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Okay. And then you also get a scenario. So Lisa is going to roll for you again. Three. Three. So screams echo through a ship. Ooh. Ooh, screams through a ship. So, wow. Okay. Now you can do whatever you want with that. And if you, that's just your starting point. And as you're writing, okay. just wait to start writing until we all get ours and then we'll sure, write sure. and then we'll cut so people don't have to watch us writing. <laughs> and then we'll come back <laughs> and um, <clears throat> whatever that leads to. Uh, I wrote one once where I ended up using nothing from what I rolled. And I wrote a short story that I absolutely loved. I wrote a little Christmas story. And I don't think anything that I, that I rolled, it, 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 it started me with a setting, but then I just went, you know, whatever yeah. comes to mind, this is just your starting point. So you do with it whatever you want to. Okay. Okay, so Lisa, you All go right. next. Yeah, I'll roll for me. I got a two for the character. Okay, a tree trimmer. Oh, okay. And it's even, so I get an object. You get an object, so roll again. Four. You get a stuffed hedgehog. Yeah, I oh. think we'd use this one. <laughs> <coughs> hedgehog, okay. Okay. And a one for my scenario. You're called for jury duty. <clears throat> now, just because she's called for jury duty doesn't mean she has to be in jury duty. She Good could point. get a letter in the mail. She could be trying to get out of jury duty. She could be on her way to jury duty. Um, there's all kinds of, there's, all it is is a starting point. Okay, so yeah. for me, I better get my pen and paper out here, which is really my computer. Okay. Three. Okay, I have an ambassador. So you had an odd, so you get a companion. Oh, I get a companion. You're right. Thank you. Six. Six. So I have a romance novel writer. And your scenario is? I'm still typing with one finger. <laughs> Three. Three? Yeah. Screams that go through a ship. Ooh, we'll see what I do compared to what... Um, well, yeah, because you guys get two of the same. same thing. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, remember the one that I did, Melissa, and my companion ended up being like my main character or something. That's like, right. You know, I think totally this was, that was this around. set. 
I think we no, used this. Se- no, no, because it was there was a del- I had a delivery truck driver. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. But then anyway. it went in a completely different direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this can be whatever. You know, you could write a song. You could write a story. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. There's just it's a starting point really for whatever you want to make it. You know, um, me, I'm trying to write more short stories because I tend to be bad about writing short. You know, I sit down to write something and then I write 20,000 words. It's like, no, I just wanted to write 200. Uh, so um, it's, and it's also good for um, proving you can finish something, you know, because uh, sometimes I'll write and, it, and I don't finish during the 20 minutes or 25, sometimes we'll do 25, but then I come back later and, and look at it again and give it another half hour. And then I've got my, my finished work. And it, it just, it really, um, it gives you so much confidence to be able to sit down and finish something. And I think that's the main reason that Lisa and I did these books because uh, wanting to just sit and finish something and gotcha. wanting to have fun with it and, and mix it up and make it different. Yes. Now, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we're going to start writing. So we are going to write and we'll set the timer for, you got a timer, Lisa? Oh, my phone. Charge everything. Yep. <laughs> How long? Uh, what do you say? We do 20 minutes to start and then we'll see if anybody needs to finish up. Sounds good. Okay. And ready. And the timer is on. And then we wrote. Is that it? Is it everybody want to, everybody want a few more minutes to write or? And what I meant was I needed a little more time. Let's do five so I can attempt to wrap up my story that makes absolutely no sense. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best stories. Come on. They really are. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I, I look at it like warming up, you know, like if you think about like playing a musical instrument or doing a sport, like you don't just dive in right you have to kind of warm up the muscles a little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that's that's what i kind of yeah yeah a little stretching so you don't pull something <laughs> okay i'm done sorry it took me so long <laughs> did you finally find did you get it to make some sense i think so yeah. i don't know when i read it i'll know if it makes any sense <laughs> so um why don't you who wants to start you want me to go i'll go okay mine is it's kind of fun and i was actually able to work all in. And what three did you have? I had a tree trimmer, a stuffed hedgehog, and called for jury duty. (laughs) All right, so here goes. Geraldine pulled the cherry picker shears off the back of her truck. Some of the other tools clanked and rattled as they settled to the bed. She propped the long handles against the bumper and pulled her cell phone out to double check the order. After scrolling for a few minutes, she found it forwarded by her office manager, Walt. The call had come in late the night before and ordinarily she needed more notice, but the pandemic had slowed business considerably. The day was wide open and the checking account was yawning wide. Address was spot on, Chain Bridge Drive, number seven. Name on the order was Leanne Wallace. Jerry turned the name over in her head, let it roll on her tongue a bit. Where did she know that name? She went to the cab of the truck to grab her gloves and goggles. Had a close call once 
needing stitches very close to her eye. She didn't chance another scare like that again. The goggles had fallen to the floor, so she climbed onto the footstep and, and hoisted herself up. The miniature stuffed hedgehog dangling from the rear view bopped her in the head. She smiled, reminded of her nephew, Nate, who gave it to her. He got a real kick out of her story about finding a live one in a tree during a job. Screamed like Jamie Lee Curtis and nearly broke her ankle hauling out of there. It had been a nice joke between the two. The goggles fell between a stack of her unopened mail, forgotten the day before. She was a few minutes early for the job, so she decided to flip through the stack. Circular, debt consolidation, bill, bill, jury summons. Damn, again? She just went two months prior. She tore open the paper to see the date. Next month, criminal trial. That could be interesting. Last time she was in civil court. Okay, that gives her time to get jobs covered and move some things around. Grunting with frustration that every time she got called, it meant loss of income, she opened her phone calendar to put in the date and a reminder to call the night before. Her newsfeed started blowing up her phone. Headlines flew by. Murder trial jury selection to begin next month. First murder in decades in Key West. Finally justice for murder victim. Fantasy fest murder trial to begin. Man choked with angel wings decade earlier will have justice. How had Jerry not known about this? Sleepy little Key West paradise had a murder? Closing in on her appointment time, Jerry clicked on one article as she grabbed the goggles and gloves and made her way up to the front door. She never usually read the full article, but this was certainly intriguing. She scanned the screen, pushing the paragraphs up with her thumb and stopped dead in her tracks. Murder suspect, Leanne Wallace. Jerry laughed as she rang the bell. Interesting indeed. Yay. Love that. I really love the, the, uh, the uh, bringing in the screen queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis into that. There you go. Like that. Very cool. That's yeah, great. So the ethics dilemma. Does she take the job and still go to jury selection? Love that. Does she excuse herself? Yeah. Interesting. I like All that. I like that. Street. I was so worried the whole time that she was going to get killed. <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll read my horrible, weird, Stop. I don't know. No judgment. That's right. No judgment. It's not horrible. It's actually something that I think I want to play with some. So, awesome. okay, so I had an ambassador, a romance novel writer, and screams echo through a ship. And I didn't, I haven't gone back and usually I go back and read and, and change. I just kept writing. I'm like, oh man, I don't know if any of it makes sense. So here we go. There we go. The water was cold. Kay shook off his toes and chose a recliner further away from the pool, just in case some kid decided to practice their cannonballs, which, judging from the early hour, was probably not going to happen for a while. He took a sip of his coffee and set the cup on the deck beside him, kept his hand there for a moment, closing his eyes as he felt the vibration of the ship. How to start? Open your computer. He could hear his wife's voice like she was beside him. Maybe the ambassador was having an affair. He'd think of something. He just needed time. He needed an idea. He flattened his hand on the deck, trying to absorb as much of the ship as he could feel, as he could, 
feel the rhythm, the life, the flow. The ship would reach port in the morning and he'd have to pack up and figure out what to do. Maybe random words would help, typing fast, making mistakes, getting to the guts of it all, which in his case would be a lack of guts. He glanced around to see if anyone had heard him laugh. He was still alone, no cannonballing kids, no one else. He raised his hand, time to get to work, figured out. He dug his cell phone out of a shorts pocket and opened a memo and started to type at the, tap at the keys. A love story for the ages. And then he hit the backspace key and erased for the ages and dropped the phone to his chest and sighed and picked the phone back up. Ambassador Frankel didn't know about the private detective or the camera that was snapping photos of he and the woman he'd been trying so hard to keep out of the news. Kay stopped typing and looked over what he'd written. Huh, that wasn't too bad. His wife's idea had been okay after all. Morning, he looked up at the woman strolling past. Morning, he said, gorgeous day, huh? Yeah, have you been up here long? Couple of hours, why? You missed all the excitement downstairs. What happened? There was this horrible scream, woke me and my husband up. We caught security, but they hadn't figured out who, who was yet. Probably kids, Kay said. Probably. Kay watched her go and picked up his phone again. Damn it, he'd lost his train of thought. Now he could actually use his wife's voice in his ear. Too bad he pushed her off their deck. There you go. I love that. So bad. <laughs> Is it bad that I always go to murder? No. There's nothing wrong. Well, hold up. There's a lot wrong with murder, but there's nothing all right about murder. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh. I love it. Oh, that was fun. Okay, Will, let's hear yours. All right, I can hear the, the UPS man here because the dog's making noise. Let me pull this up. Okay, this is called One Last Burn. The best decision I made after we lost all of our money after the great crash of 29 was to stop smoking. It was a nasty habit I picked up in the Great War. The factories sent us carton after carton because a soldier with steady hands, even if they featured nicotine-stained fingers, beats the tar out of a scared teenager with a worn rifle and a rusty bayonet avoiding mortar rounds in a part of the world I'd only read about in history books. I can't remember which trench we were in, either they blurred together or my memory wanted to shield me from that bit of pure horror in my life, when I found that romance novel tossed among the rations. It gave me every bit of solace and hope that those fortified beans that we had for dinner and my King James Bible provided. The Tigress by Ann Warner. This leather-bound book with its silhouetted mystery lady opened my eyes to a different type of literature. Sure, the other boys made fun of me, but it was on that day I decided to start writing a romance novel. I scrounged scraps of paper from everything from news from the front releases to discarded Dear John letters that were tossed in the trash. Bit after bit, I wrote a story, not for others, but for me and for my sanity. When I got back from the war, I kept those notes in a cigar box because I had switched from cigarettes to cigars. As for my own romance, I met Lilith when, we relocate, when I relocated to New Jersey and took my father's bakery. We had two kids and we'd lived a good life, not a great one. I kept that box of scraps of potential, my shredded book asking to be reassembled for years. It was on the shelf above the Martha White flower, just within eyeline, but not within my mental reach, I guess. Every day I felt this object looking down on me, not judging me, but daring me to do more. I even kept it after the markets crashed a decade after the war. I gave up smoking and wanted to fill that void with writing. 
It was then I told Lilith, Lilith about my desire to assemble and rework my romance novel. She found it laughable at first. The most romantic thing I had done for her up to that point was to wash a dish every now and then. Then I let her open that worn cigar box, which was the most intimate thing I'd done in our marriage. From that point forward, she knew I could do it. She left me alone for hours on end, which when I wasn't delivering milk for those that could afford it, of course, but when she knew this about me, it made sense. This demon of mine could not be slain. It had to be harnessed. It took almost another decade, but I finished that draft. To celebrate, I wanted to try a new outing here in Jersey. A trip with risk, if you will. Lilith had a fear of heights, so she let me go on my own. As I started my voyage and looked over the city, I felt I deserved that last smoke. It wasn't until we were airborne in this flying oxygen tank-like craft and I heard the screams of passengers down in the galley of our ship that I realized too late it was a bad idea to take backup smoking when you're a passenger on the Hindenburg. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fantastic. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, I love that. I Thank love the you. imagery. As you were reading, I could visualize everything. You know, every time we do one of these shows, I am so impressed. I loved Lisa's too. The imagery and everything. And I just, I just absolutely loved awesome. it. I love that surprise ending because it oh. felt very autobiographical in feel. And it felt like it was going to be a serious story. And then you get that. That's much line. It's a bad it, smoking's a bad thing anyway. That's a really bad time. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The little details were really neat just from um I, I love the line you let her uh he let her open the cigar box, which was the most intimate thing that he had done. Like, I mean that was like that was pretty pretty poetic. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My, my wife is my uh, my editor and first beta reader. So anything that I present to her, uh, I know that she's going to look at it with love, but also kind of like your book, your thing. I don't, I want to push her off the porch. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, just, yeah. I love the um, talking about having it on the behind the, the Martha white flower. Now it's just, it's just something that was going to be in every kitchen, you yeah. know? And um, yeah, it just, I could totally visualize all of it. All yeah, both your yeah. stories were It felt very historical. Great. It was good. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely like great. It, it's uh, my, my, I think my great aunt was a sales, uh, salesperson for Martha White Flower. And uh, my father was uh, in the 101st Airborne Vietnam era. So whenever he was on uh, with other people leaving uh, Fort, I think it might have been Fort Bragg, uh, they would go to Nashville and use the Martha White fla uh, flower box at the Grand Ole Opry. And so, you know, he would go and he saw so many of the greats, you know, from that box. So it's just That's fun awesome. to put those personal little touches in there, the Martha White flower. Oh, Absolutely. Nice, nice. nice. Now, yeah. if you're listening, we will have, which obviously you're listening if you're still here, uh, we will, I will put in the show notes uh, everything that we use today and you can go ahead and you can uh, do your own story. And if you would like, go ahead and leave us a comment and include part or all of your story 
or let me know and you can come on and read it on here in a future in a future show so this was great and um will you don't have anything out yet do you well, I, I don't, I do have, I've got a, some cover art back from that interactive short that I said I wanted to get done in June and it's done, but it's getting done in July. And I find, thank you, thank you. Yes, okay. and very happy. You know, it, it, you don't just, I guess you just don't just like write a book and put it out there. There's these steps that I'm reading about and there are a lot of them. <laughs> have you got a mailing I, list in case people, it's, uh, you said it's um, paranormal and, and what now? Oh, actually, this one, this is more of a, do y'all remember the uh, interactive ones of like, of shorts, like choose your own adventure or choose your yeah. fate? Yeah, so this is like, a, this is a fundraiser we're working on. It's more of a sci-fi uh, influence. It's heavily influenced Ooh. by the writing of Douglas Adams, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and stuff like that. But we'll be uh, releasing that at the end of this month and doing a rollout. But we finally, we established a, a publishing company and I have a Facebook page uh, for Will Pepper writes. So that finally, uh, finally exists. And that's my Twitter. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I'll in, I'll in, I'm sorry. I'll include that in the show notes Thank and you. Um, maybe you can come back again at a future show and we can do this again. And uh, as uh, everybody knows, which I always say, Lisa and I uh, co-authored these, uh, if I put it close enough to my face, there we go. <laughs> Writing prompt books. It was kind of there. Uh, it's in the show notes. And um they're available anywhere you buy books, pretty much. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, it's, it's been fun. And uh, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for coming on today. Thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks for doing this, Melissa. Love, love your stories. Thanks. <laughs> nice to meet you, Will. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much, Will, for joining Lisa and I today. I hope you guys enjoyed the stories as much as I did. I loved the ending to Will's story. And I was terrified during Lisa's because I kept waiting for the lady to get killed. <laughs> I guess I do really have a murder on the mind all the time. So uh, we will be back. I will be back next week with another great show. And in the show links, we will have everybody's information uh, where you can find the writing prompt books, where you can find Will if you want to sign up for his newsletter, and more information about the short story um, uh, book uh, that he is part of. And... Um, if you want to uh, suggest books, you can go to Instagram and find us there at Books Cubed. And uh, don't forget, comment uh, on last week's show. You have to listen to the show to hear what you're supposed to comment with. And then we will pick, I will pick a, a winner and someone will win a copy of Steel Guardians by Cameron Coral. So that you have until the 15th of uh, July. That's next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So don't forget to do that. And um, you have a great week. I will see you next time and go read a good book. Mm -hmm.